This. This is, this is Diversified, Diversified Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen. Tyson here. And of course, AL. And on today's show, we have Avery Skipalis, a.k.a. Skip of Skip's Tactical female firearms instructor and just happens to be a black woman at that a real shooter i mean y'all want to get in your mouth and make sure you like and share because skip has that range (laughs) so tell us what's going on with you skip um in the beautiful wonderful world of firearms so Right now, I'm really focused on educating people on firearm safety because there's a lot of false things that are out there, and I mm-hmm. want to empower people to take their safety into their own hands. Okay. And, I mean, here's one of the obviously blaring points. One, we talk about diversity here, so we just want to touch on the fact that you have the the female factor and uh, the minority factor uh, kind of playing into that firearm safety field. So now tell us, how does that um, come across in the way that you kind of teach your firearms and your strategy at that? It was a major factor in my strategy because I wanted people to know that the Second Amendment, which if people don't know, you know, that's your right mm-hmm. to bear arms. The Second Amendment does not have a certain color, height, mm-hmm gender attached to it and you wouldn't normally see a african-american female out here teaching people firearms so i wanted people to see that if i could do it they could do it and as far as in that community um i do stand out but that's fine because i want to stand out because i'm different i like it i like it yeah, here's a question for you Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I definitely, um, definitely believe in you know why why fit in when you can stand out. And, uh, uh, but what exactly um, uh, inspired you to to start the business aside from like the educational portion? Was it transitioning from the service? And thank you for your service, by the way. Yes. Um, just like to know a little, little bit, a little bit more insight um, about that and how you how you got started the business. Um. So to not throw too much religion in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had people ask me over the years because I've had a lot of additional training. Uh, I'm actually still active duty military. And so wow. in the military, my job is a firearms instructor. So with that comes me getting training from Glock, me getting training from SIG. So I have a lot of additional training that I've only used within the military. And I would have people say, hey, you know, do you do private lessons. And I'm like, no, I don't have time because I have two kids and my husband is active duty as well. So last year when, so I live in Florida. So when the Parkland shooting happened, it was really close to home for me. So 
I thought to myself, like, that could have been my kid's school. And a higher being told me that I was being selfish, that I need, I had a skill that I needed to share with the community. And when I say the community, I mean the civilian community because the military was already benefiting from my skill, but the civilian community wasn't benefiting from my skill. So I had a legit talk with a higher being and I said, I don't have time. Mm. And I was told you'll find time. And I'm very obedient and I found time and I don't know where I found the time, but I found the time to start a business. And I thought it was really important that if even only one person could save their life or someone else's life from a skill that I've taught them, then it was my mission was successful. But I saw that there was a lack of quality training going on within the community. And I'm a type of person, why talk about it, just be about it. Hmm. So I decided to get out there and show them what quality training looked like. And that quality training doesn't have, because majority of the time there's white males out there that are teaching. And so it doesn't have to be a white male. It can be a female. And oh, by the way, it can be a black female that's out Mm -hmm. here killing the game as well. Right. I like I like a lot that, of the yeah. uh, I like a lot of the the puns that are in there. I mean, geez, shot. Yeah. Wait, I could I could. Can I go off on puns real quick? Because we have quality instruction was a reason uh, why she joined there. So shots fired, um, and then and then she's taking her shot. And I mean, with the aim being true, getting you know kind of the message from above. I can't uh, I can't find a better reason why. Uh, you aren't the right person for this. And and then you use today's climate, where, right? We're talking about the, the Parkland shooting and, and things like that that are happening. And you actually took a way different approach, right? We see a lot of people that lobby for things on the political side, you know, gun control, things like that. But you took a different approach as far as your education of the system and saying, no, let's actually empower people. So how does that work? Um, and when you're so public with what you do, um, what type of backlash or things do you see from people that are maybe anti-Second Amendment? So to be honest, I don't really encounter a lot of people who are anti-Second Amendment. And okay. my personality, I'm just very laid back. I don't argue with people. I don't, just to be honest, I don't have the energy. Um, a lot of people <laughs> are set in their ways. and. Right you're going to waste your time arguing with people. But the route that I choose to take is I choose to educate people. And I want to have a quality conversation. Like we can go back and forth. I can hear your points and I'm not going to interrupt you. I'm going to let you finish. And then I'm going to educate you on why I feel how I feel. And I'm very firm in believing that I relate to a lot of people. So as a mother, I can talk to mothers as a woman, I can talk to women, you know, as a service member, I can talk to people and just being open-minded. You can, you can just relate to so many people, how they need to protect themselves and people just don't know what they don't know. Right. And you have, like, you you have so many cross sections. Hold, Hold on. Let me grab this one. You have so many cross sections, like you you listed off like that. Now, does it help you that you are uh, a service member when it comes to your expertise and relaying your knowledge and ex- uh, education? Does that does that 
you know, show a great help when it comes to explaining your no. <laughs> and so <laughs> and so I'll explain that. So much for support the troops. <laughs> so there's a lot of people. So I'm not going to deny the fact that there is a influx of people who think that they can train people. There's people who want to be firearms instructors. And just because you have military service does not by any means make you qualify to teach people. And so a lot of people think that, and I don't really advertise my service because I'm still active duty. And there's a lot of things that I don't, I don't want people to know about me. So if I take a picture and I'm in uniform, you won't see my service or my last name. But um, a lot of people think that I feel like I can teach people because I had some military service and they don't know that not only do I have military service, I have almost 16 years of military service. And for the past 10 years, I've been a firearms instructor. So they don't see that viewpoint. They think, oh, she thinks just because she has some service that she can teach people. And then I tell them, I'll, <laughs> I will refer them to my about me page on my website so that they can right. read some of the things that I've done. And then maybe they'll have a different viewpoint. Uh, it's, you know, and and not to not to harp on looks, it's because you you hold your age well. You look like you joined yesterday and straight out of <laughs> high school. That's that's really what it is. They looking like nah, she can't have years. And of so experience. that's another thing that <laughs> I want to um bring up is mm-hmm. we've all been taught to not judge a book by its cover, right? And that happens to me on a daily basis. Like I'll have people that will say, oh, you can't do this. And I'm not, mm-hmm. like I said before, I'm not the arguing type. I can show you better than I can tell you. I don't have to have an ego about anything that I do. And I think that just helps so many people relate to me because I say this all the time. I'm not a gun nut. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of other things I would rather spend my money on than guns. But right. I know the importance of being able to hold my own protect my kids and not wait on someone else to come save me or mine. Right. I'll clap on that. Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you, you had a question, Rico. Yeah. 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 Skip, I'm going to, you know, in our community, um, in the black community, um, you know, unless you're in the South, guns are sometimes frowned upon. Do you have a a pitch for those who say, I don't believe in guns because, I mean, no one's asking anyone to believe in guns, but that's what people say. I don't believe in guns, which sometimes means I'm fearful or I don't know. But do you have a pitch, especially for women that, you know, you've seen that works in a conversation, you know, to get them to say, hey, I'll come try it out? So I don't have a standard pitch per se, but I like to talk to people and you know, most most women, right, can't hold their own against a man. Mm-hmm. Like, we can argue all day. <laughs> we can argue <laughs> with the best of them. Right. But when it comes to hand-to-hand, we cannot really hold our own, especially when nine times out of ten, a lot of these people are on drugs. So mm-hmm. they have, you know, some supernatural strength at that time. <laughs> right, but, right. <laughs> but I tell people, I want to be able to tell my side of the story when the police arrive and we've heard this here recently they don't have to protect you 
you know, so you're calling someone and, you know, God willing, you're going to be alive to actually call. And people don't understand how quick it can hit the fan. Like someone breaks into your door. You think it's going to be five minutes later that they're going to reach you? No, Mm. that's going to happen within seconds, maybe minutes. And will you have time to call the cops? Will you have time to do X, Y, and Z? And these things happen so quick. And I just let people know you have to be proactive when it comes to your safety. And the average response time in the U.S. is 20 minutes. Mm. Someone can break into your house, take a lot of stuff, kill you, your entire family, and they can be 15 minutes away. Right. Wow. You know, and so I, I want to be armed because when the police respond, I don't care if I'm a, I can be a suspect at that point, right? If that person's dead or they can be injured, but I'd rather be that than the victim. Mm, Right. Because victims don't always get to tell their story, right? No. And so a lot of people are really hung up on calling the cops. And a lot of these bad neighborhoods, I've heard people say that, and I mean, I've never lived in a bad neighborhood, thankfully, (laughs) Um, but a high crime neighborhood to where some of the times the cops don't even respond. So what Mm -hmm. are you going to do? Like you're putting your safety and your kid's safety in someone else's hands that may never come. Hmm. And, and so now, I mean, when we look at say a statistic such as the, you know, average uh, response time being 20 minutes, what, what, if that scenario, what do you believe um, the, I guess, learning curve would be to be prepared to protect yourself within that 20 minutes? How long would a person normally need to uh, become like proficient or um, I guess capable with a firearm? I would say it definitely won't happen overnight. You need to take at least one or two professional classes. And that's another thing. A lot of people don't want to invest in their own safety, but they're going to invest in getting their nails done, their hair done, them fly J's that came out (laughs) and, you know, a coffee every day, small things like that to where you take the time to purchase a class. And it's all about being confident because when I teach my classes, I can have women or men that come in, right. And you can just see that they're not confident. And then I call it, one of my students called it the range walk. Mm-hmm. they leave out and they got like this pep in their step. They walk in with some <laughs> swag and it's the like, okay, <laughs> you know, I see you, I see you, but you know, you can tell when people are confident and right. it's going to the range practicing and everything that you do, the more that you practice it, the better that you are, but it doesn't take a lot to get confident or just learn how to safely handle a gun. So mm-hmm. that if at minimum you have that firearm in your home, for home protection, you know how to properly use it without causing collateral damage. Right. And what's your stance on concealed versus um, open uh, carry? What? Uh, how do you feel about the advantages or disadvantages of uh, having those laws in place? So I'm all about concealed carry. Um, any <laughs> law that is going to take away a right I'm not for it. Okay. You know, so many people have fought for us to have our rights, um, especially as a woman as well. You know, I haven't had, my ancestors haven't had the rights that I've had. You know, they weren't able to vote. They weren't able to do a lot of things. 
But for me, concealed carry is more of an option than open carry because I'm more of an element of surprise type person. You're going to try to hurt me. And then a lot of people just assume that I can't protect. I'm only 5'2". And people are like, but you're so little and you're so cute. And I'm like, (laughs) all right, come on, you know, come get these bullets. (laughs) Right, exactly. Not these hands. (laughs) I may not always be able to... uh... To, to go hand to hand, but I, I have an equalizer. <laughs> you know, but for me, at a certain, the, not to say I'm always going to resort to a firearm to right, kill someone, right. but mm-hmm. you're not, I don't want you to get close enough to me for me to be able to punch you in your face, you know, or right. be able to stop you. At that point, mm-hmm. you're way too close to me. And a lot of people don't realize if you pull out a firearm, that's a deterrent. Like they may just turn around and go the other way. Like, oh, she's about her business. I got to go. Right. So um, when you pull it out, yeah, you need to ensure that you are willing to use it because it can be used against you. But just know you don't always have to shoot five shots into someone just because you pulled out the gun. Right. Okay. Saying that, what guns um, do you recommend for men and women? Because anyone who's been to a concealed carry class knows after the class, you always have that one guy who's like, I'm going to conceal carry my 45. And be like, huh, that's the best gun for you to conceal carry? That'll be comfortable every day, all day. What guns do you, you know, recommend for, um, for all parties? So there's not a one size fits all that I will say. Um, I recommend for people to go to the range and they need to get a subcompact handgun and shoot it. And it all depends on your body type, because for me, I have a short torso and I don't have um, a lot of space. So I want something that's smaller. And mm. I, as far as caliber, uh, you want to go with a caliber, one that you can afford. A lot of people don't think about that because you have your target ammo and your normal, um, your self-defense ammo. But you need something that you can afford to go to the range at least once a month and get some practice time in. And nine mil, and you also have to think about if the ish hit the fan, right? You -hmm. need something that may be readily available, readily accessible that majority of the people use, and that may be stockpiled more, and that's nine mil. If cops can carry nine, which majority of them do, why can't we carry nine? Mm -hmm. And it's more about a well-placed shot versus having more power. And you know, some... Some people just want more power, but if you can't control that power or you can't place that power in a in the correct position, then what's the use in having it? Mm, right, right. That's I mean, that's like having a, a pitcher with a, a hundred mile an hour fastball, but a man can't get it over the plate. <laughs> yes. And so as far as um, a certain gun, um. I'm on a mission to make sure that the gun community is properly representing everyone that is involved in the Second Amendment, right? So I don't see myself reflected in any of these manufacturers. And I mean, why not? Because women are spending money, minorities are spending money, but you don't see them advertising or supporting any of us. Right. So until they can start doing that... um, I'm not willing to say, oh, you should go out and purchase a such and such because such and such isn't supporting you. So why are you supporting such and such? Right. No, I no, I agree with that. I meant more of a uh, a caliber or because, you know, some folks 
uh, like to have the 22, but you always have someone say, that won't put anybody down, you know, if they're high off this or that. So you always hear those stories, you know, someone got shot nine times with the 22. And, and so I was just, uh, I was just wondering if there was a certain caliber, because the 45 is, it sounds good. And, you know, maybe you want to be 2019 Dirty Harry, but you trying to go, you know, from church to wherever with your 45, is just going to be a little uncomfortable. Um, you know, so I was just wondering if there's a certain caliber, like don't get too big. But you said nine millimeter, which many people like right. to carry. So I, I, I got you. I mean, it, honestly, Skip, some folks want to carry the Uzi on them and put it in the briefcase, <laughs> you know. But I can't stand you. They got, <laughs> but they got issues. Stop pushing your you dreams know. out. <laughs> and, you know, when it comes to 22 – everything is all about what someone's comfortable with. So, I mean, there is um, AR pistols and people keep those in their truck. You know, they call those truck guns. But um, the only thing that I don't recommend with the 22 is you just have to think about the fact that some people may have additional fat on their body. Mm. I want my round to penetrate to where I can be able to stop them and hit a vital organ. So that 22 it's probably not going to penetrate like that nine will not probably it won't penetrate like the nine will. And so a lot of people are more comfortable with that, but that's where they just start to build up their comfort level and then they can move on. But it's also about them knowing the reality of how these rounds work. Mm -hmm. So um, I just want to take this moment to point out uh, Skip says something very vital um, and that is uh, get your weight up. <laughs> get, your, get your weight up um just in case <laughs> uh because if someone got a 22 you know you could pack on a couple extra and, and let's get it in some good places people so um you know shout outs to to the to the big big people out there you guys are a little bit safer because skip said so okay now here's something else so it sounds like we need we almost need like a, a skip video and now I'm throwing out content ideas for you. Um, but we need like a, a skip video of like how to style it for different body types. Um, because like you, you, you pointed out something very important. You said you have a shorter torso, therefore you want something a little bit smaller um, for you. It's like, Hey, you know, this is for people with longer torsos. This is a recommendation of probably the, the largest you can carry um concealed right and, and be comfortable and uh what type of uh different holstering mechanisms right there's inside there's outside there's uh full there's you know um over the guard you know type of holsters too only like so um i almost feel like we might need a, a styled by skip um tutorial video on you know uh, guns for different um purposes and, and torso sizes and uh, and then places you can conceal them that uh, I'm sure you're already doing some of that, but like, you know, long torso, short torso, long legs, short legs by the ankle, wearing heels in a purse. I definitely saw a picture of you with like a t-shirt dress or something like that. And, and you were carrying there and you switched the shoes up. You was like, Hey, I can run or uh, I can be fashionable. <laughs> if I want. You know what I mean? So I can break it starting. down on the dance floor and I can right. run away. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> that dance floor reminds me of the the agent who actually did like a he was at a party and his firearm accidentally discharged when he did like a backflip on the dance floor 
Um, yes. <laughs> now, in scenarios like that where it's a, it's an inherent fun environment, right? <laughs> um, this dude, this dude obviously wanted to get loose, but uh, he he didn't have his weapon uh, secured tight enough to his body to get loose. Um, how do you? That's some of people's fears or phobia. I don't know whether it's obviously it's not irrational because it did happen, but how do you kind of curb that? Um, I guess inkling, like to be like, oh no, well, did you see what happened there? Um, with that guy, it could easily happen anywhere, even if you, even if it's well intentioned. He didn't mean to hurt anyone, but it still ended up happening. How do you kind of curb that? Aside from the obvious education um, side of it. So you need to make sure that you have the right holster for you. And I'll caveat that by saying it's not a one size fits all. It's mm-hmm. not a, this is going to be my one holster that I'm always going to use. I have a lot of different holsters. Uh, I don't normally wear a belt and that's just the person that I am. Uh, mm-hmm. So a lot of my holsters are beltless okay. because I want to be able to have this and it actually function <laughs> versus me being like, uh, now I got to put on this bill. And I, yeah, that's just not me. Mm-hmm. I make it realistic for the way that I dress. Uh, mm-hmm. And I recommend that people do all sorts of tests. Like, so if you know you're about to go to the club and you're about to be break dancing, you need mm-hmm. to go in your living room and break dance and see if your gun's going to fall out. But at that point, do you need a gun on your body and you're going to be break dancing? Right. <laughs> it's like, at what point <laughs> she's like, um, maybe you just don't need it if you're going to bust out. You know, maybe right? you're going to leave it in your um, glove box when you right. go break dance and then you're going to bring right. it back into the wedding and you're going to finish, you know, your night normal. Right. Exactly. You need your two-step holster sometimes. sometimes (laughs) (laughs) So now I know before we kind of wrap here, um, I let everyone else go. So AL, any any closing stuff for Skip? Uh, Here's here's a question. Like, I know that the the business specializes in – in firearms, but is there anything uh, beyond that? Uh, do you feel in certain scenarios that um, the civilian needs to know guns and knives or just specifically guns? I was, I was kind of curious about that. So I talk about situational awareness because the reality is you want to be able to detect this situation before it happens, right? If okay. you can, you want to be able to detect it. And these are some of the things that you need to look out for, you know. So I covered those types of things in my conceal class because it's not always you won't always be able to have your gun on you. But you may be mm-hmm. in a store, you may be somewhere and you just see something's out of place. So just being aware of your surroundings, um, things to teach your kids. And I just did an interview with a little girl last night and it was you know, these are the things that I need you to do. And okay, by the way, how do you feel about guns now? So I definitely talk about situational awareness and I want to get more into the self-protection aspect of it because so many people think guns and then they get scared or they think, oh, guns are bad, Mm. but guns are a tool. You know, how many people get in car accidents a day and no one's saying ban cars, Because it's not the car, it's the person driving the car. So the gun is an object and the gun is not doing anything bad. It's the person with the gun. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So I want to get more into educating. And I've recently had, and not just recently, I have um, 
a lot of people who have lost their right to bear arms, right? And they reach out to me and they're like, can you do this? And I'm like, no. <laughs> you know, because as a felon, there's a lot of things that they cannot do. Like right. they cannot touch a firearm, <laughs> you know? That's and true. it's like, no, I'm not going to let you come to my class and touch a firearm because I would be wrong and you would be wrong as well. You know, like that's breaking the law, but right. they still need to know how to, like, especially some of these crimes may have happened when they were like 20. So they made a stupid decision when they were younger and now they cannot properly defend them or their families. So I want to get more into talking about situational awareness, talking about self-protection because it's not just a gun. Some states you can't conceal um, like a stun gun or things or knives, but some places you can, and they need to know these are the types of things that you can do to protect yourself. And these are your rights. And it's just for people across the board. It's not just for people who can carry guns because let's be realistic. Everybody don't need a gun. Right. 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 So, yeah. Well, Skip, I want to say thank you for coming on and, um, and let's definitely catch this up again. I want to see your progress from uh, now until uh, we meet again. So um, we'll make sure to link everything below and thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye. Thank you, Kip. Thanks. So I think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online. You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Game Diversified, online, diversifiedgame.com. In your life with the people around you and or join our Patreon and get some nice perks for being involved. If you found a nugget and are like today's episode, you might as well leave a review. And if you leave a review, you might as well share it. If you share it, you might as well subscribe. And as always, thanks for your support. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and A.L., the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifiedgame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.